And what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am your host, Night Owl. And today on the show, on Deep Thoughts After Dark, I have a very special guest. Today, I have Jason Menard on the show, and he's came in to talk about his new book entitled Don't Be a Dick. Jason came on to talk a little bit about his book, how he came up with the premise, and how you can utilize it into your life and daily day communications. Uh, we also talk about numerous amount of things uh, in the society that we live in today, and it was very, very awesome experience to have him on the show. He's also been in the social service uh, uh, field for a very long time. So he's very knowledgeable on a lot of things that we get into on the show. I'd like to take this time as well to help out my friends at The Woodworker's Wife. Uh, they're friends of mine, and what they do is they create um, handcrafted woodworking things, uh, such as tables, uh, bathroom accessories, outside accessories. They've actually created these beautiful jack-o'-lantern boxes. Uh, right here we have Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers, Two of my favorite um, horror movie characters. And uh, you can check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and DM them for any sort of project that you want them to work on. They also have a lot of great products. And they deliver right to your door. You don't even have to pick it up. So check them out on uh, The Woodworker's Wife on Instagram and Facebook. And also check out Jason Menard. Uh, don't be a dick on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if he has a Facebook page, but I'm pretty sure it's just on Instagram. But you can reach him out if you want a, uh, a copy of his book. He will deliver it to you and get it to you. I'd like to also say uh, that I am also available on Spotify. And I'm going to be doing a special show on Spotify where I'm just talking about my experiences as a shaman. Uh, I've been starting this course that I've been taking uh, to become a shaman. And it's a year process, and what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be releasing one episode a month about my experiences with that. Um, I've been very enthralled with the shamanic uh, way of life for a very long time, and it's been helping me with a lot of internal issues and stuff like that. And especially during these dark times, uh, I just felt that it was very necessary to keep positive and really explore my spirituality and my internal self. So if you want to hear about that, you can check it out on Spotify. It's only on Spotify, along with all these things. So thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you like the show. And don't be, uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Deep Thoughts After Dark Podcast. Thank you very much, guys, and enjoy the show. Hey, Jason, how's it going today, dude? Not too bad. Good, man. Nice to have you on my show. Thanks for having me. No worries, man. So, how long you been? Uh, how long has this book been out? Uh, it's going to be a year at the end of the month. Yep. Yeah. So it was released uh, early October last year, but only available um, at the end of October. Okay. Through like Amazon, Ex Libris, and uh, a couple couple shops in town. So you're available basically on all uh, platforms then. Uh, in the states, a lot more than in Canada. It's kind of hard to get into the uh, the bookstores in Canada. Okay. But, uh, my wife bought like just a, a bunch of books, and we have like boxes of it at home. Oh, really? Yeah, we're cutting down on the shipping and handling in the American um, um, exchange by okay. handling them directly. So yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Rob owns the flower shop on Pitt Street. There, Cornell Flowers. Okay, uh, he's been housing a few books, and people are vending it there. Nice. He's like the complete opposite of, of a dick. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's kind of ironic. That yeah, he's yeah. Selling it there. Nice so man. Good, good cool. Guy. So where'd you come up with the idea? Uh, the idea is kind of an interesting one. My buddy, uh, my coworker, and a good friend of mine, Mark, and I were just 
we've been tag teaming this file, which was just a super aggressive client, and we were both going for safety measures, and the guy was just an absolute jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just hounding him to get to get the work uh, in and going to see him every every week. And one day he just told us like he didn't want to see us anymore, but he said it in such a great way, and I was like, "All right, man, like I'm, I'm going to stop bothering you." Yeah. And we went Taco Tuesdays, which is. You know, weekly affair so we would go we went to talk about it after and I was like he's been giving us the same message every week but he was being a complete dick about it and right. we weren't even listening to him and the fact that he like was assertive and dropped his guard I was like alright so you know and then we just talked about don't be a dick Was he actually it started off as like don't be a jerk um, don't be a jerk you know and people will listen to you and, and the kind of the hang ups that you do when you're communicating Right. I changed it to don't be a dick because I like the alliteration Better than, than yeah. Jerk. You get more people's attention with the word <laughs> yeah, dick. It's a, it's a good hook. <laughs> people get involved, uh, and then we just start talking about the rules of communication as it stands. You know, mm-hmm. I work in the mental health field, um, and, and I pride myself in communication. So a lot of it is just simple little things that, that we do every day that screws up communication. So okay. a, lot, a lot of people think that they just hear "don't be a dick" and they keep repeating it to me, "Hey, don't be a dick." I'm like, yeah, he, he, it's about communication, not just right. being an asshole. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't approach it in a way that I'm like on a pedestal saying, I'm not a dick, so you can't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more of a, I've been a dick. Yeah, yeah. So these Is it are, like a memoir? <laughs> it's very autobiographical. Uh, and that's it. There's a lot of stories. It's very humoristic. Um, I started re- writing it and it was getting a little too serious. And like, people don't take me serious. I can't go serious. Yeah. And then I went like to humor, but like my humor doesn't translate well on print. Okay. You know, I do stories. I do, you know, it's long winded. It's kind of hard to, to capture. So I was able to bring some, some stories in my day to day life and, you know, rake my wife over the coals a lot. Uh, <laughs> she was an example. Well, I started reading uh, <laughs> it yesterday while I was waiting to get my teeth fixed and, uh, I was reading it, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I wonder if his wife actually read this book. <laughs> she had it until it, she was, had it? Until it was published. Well, that's she, probably a good idea. She read the first, uh, <laughs> the first, like, I, I started it off, and, and I, gave, I gave her the book, and I said, what do you think of this? And she started re- reading it, and then she's, like, correcting everything, and she's a super smart girl yeah. that struggles with communication. Uh, she likes to think out loud. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, oh, can I do some edits? I'm like, absolutely, do some edits. And then I, I looked at the first chapter. I'm like, this is not funny anymore. Yeah. But it was like grammatically correct. Yeah. It was like a thesis. Right. I was like, that is not funny. That's not what I'm going <laughs> That's for. That's not what I'm going for. No, not at all. So I just abandoned her as a, as a soundboard. I yeah. just kind of like, everything she would do, I'd be like, I'm going to write this down. I mean, it, was like, <laughs> uh, it was a girl from work, uh, Jill, who's just like saying, sunshines and rainbows. Like she's a Care Bear. Uh, and and I gave her the book and I said like just edit the hell out of it. I know she's going to be kind to me. Yeah. So she did, and she she was very apprehensive about changing the words because she's like I'm I could hear you in the in the words and I don't want to take away your voice. So I think she did a great job. And then there's another girl I work with, Tracy, who's kind of the opposite of that. She's kind of a little more rough around the edges, no filter, and she'll tell me to go fuck myself if I yeah. if I don't uh, if I don't come off right. So I think that was a good balance in, in editing. Um, still tons of mistakes in it. I'm super dyslexic. <laughs> French and, and yeah, it's... Well, I know like when I read most books, I, they're kind of on the same premise. You, there's always like a character, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like 
and to kind of lose that in translation, it's 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 a it's a tough game because you could be grammatically correct, but if people are like 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 you said, like they're reading a thesis, then mm -hmm. they kind of get bored and they put the book down. Yeah. But if it keeps people engaged and wanting to learn, you know what I mean, then just leave that stuff in there, right? Yeah. The first week it came out, my boss came up to me and she's like, "You wrote a book? That's great. Can we use it at work?" Like, no. Because <laughs> no. you work in so, uh, social services, right? Yeah. Yeah. I work in mental health and okay. Uh, yeah, justice system. So I'm like, no, I don't think we <laughs> we can use this for work. <laughs> this is. More like my analogy of how I see things, you know. I had another uh, professional ask me, uh, like, "Oh, did you write a real book?" I'm like, "A real book? I don't what, know what's that, a what what's a real mean? book?" And she goes, "Is it like a like an uh, an academic book?" I'm like, "No, it's it's like a humoristic book." So she goes, "Oh, not a real book." I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I'm invalid because yeah. uh, my opinions don't matter because it's not a real book. And then I started looking at my my bookshelf. I'm like Jim Gaffigan, Dennis Leary. I'm like, mm, okay, uh, <laughs> whatever. But I like I had to explain to people like it's my sit down approach to stand up yeah. comedy. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's funny. And a lot of people are like, are you doing? You're gonna do stand up? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. No, like, I think I'm just gonna write funny things. And if you want to read it, you read it. Yeah, if you don't. Then then you don't. Then you don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. So is this like a standalone thing, or do you think you're gonna like? Add on to this series of "Don't Be a Dick," "Don't Be a Dick," and the like, uh, "Don't Be a Dick and Balls" or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I got a call two days ago about about you know expanding, and I don't know. I got some things uh, in the tank, just thinking like brewing right now. Um, but I do like the, the the idea of a series. Like it would be another "Don't Be a Dick." Yeah. Um, like this one is "Don't Be a Dick," the key to effective communication. The next one, it'll still be on the lines of communication because I love communication. Yeah. And I teach it and promote it, and I've been doing so for the last 15 years. Okay. And, you know, you don't have to be a genius to know how to communicate with people. Yeah. Just be genuine and, you know, interested in people. Yeah. Because um, we've been doing it our whole lives, right? Yeah. I'm not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Even myself, you know, working in the, the service industry for so long, you, you kind of tend to pick up, like, these archetypes of characters mm -hmm. that people tend to, you know, what works for the people and what doesn't work for people. You know what I mean? Like, that strong brooding type. He doesn't really want some guy to be more, like, over the top than him, right? So you kind of have to like lower your status a little bit, but like at the same time be like one of the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fun game to play once you once you once you really dive into the the mechanics of you know communication. Yeah, uh, I'm no nowhere near a professional, but I've always. Uh, liked pl uh, like playing it as like a game, you know what I mean, or putting on yeah. a mask or something. And it's like you don't have to like the music, but you just have to learn to dance. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, go with the motions. Right? And that's what rule number two is in the book. You know, rule number one is just don't be a dick. And yeah, kind of like subtypes about not being a dick. And then rule number two is like if you're gonna be a dick, then know your audience. Yeah, because I mean, I have some people in my life. I, my wife included my my best friend Mark, my brother, my best friend, my brother uh, Jody, who I could be an absolute dick around yeah because i know i know my audience I yeah can say whatever i want yeah but then you, you go to a party it. and there's people that you don't know and then you start yeah dropping jokes or whatever and you know if you don't know your audience you gotta err on the side yeah. of caution but yeah for sure and it's just about adapting your style like if i go to work i'm not gonna be yeah me <laughs> they don't want that. i mean in a professional setting it's a little different right no, exactly and that's what you have to adapt yeah. in terms of communication right yeah uh, when i talk to my clients it's very different than when i talk to the crown attorney yeah um, or if i talk to a professional or, or who, who, even my boss yeah like it's almost like a social structure of like how to approach each individual like character you know what i mean like such as you said like you know like the crown attorney or whatever you know he expects a certain He's about a certain James or what you know what I mean, and and uh, you know it just keeps going. Sorry, keeps calling me James. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> sorry, dude. It's because my friend James made me those jack o' lanterns. So, 
Anyway, so yeah, so like it's it's always like these archetypes that you know we kind of find ourselves that we kind of have to weave through and mm-hmm. kind of change our habits, you know. So yeah, it's, without it's pretty, changing your entire personality, exactly. But you're changing your communication style. Yeah, that's right. You know, and uh, to get along, I guess, to be copacetic. Yeah, yeah. Because assholes don't change. No, <laughs> they just <laughs> they shit just, on everybody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so many times they even clean it. It's still an asshole. <laughs> Cool, man. I'm envious of this format. Like, I've always talked about, you know, doing a podcast, you know. Yeah. Talk about, like, music, movies, mayhem, whatever. Yeah. I just don't have the... Uh, the umph? Uh, the wherewithal of, like, cameras and editing. And, oh, man, it's super easy. All that stuff. We can talk about it if you want. It's super easy. I just use my phone. Yeah. It's super editing, like, edit, uh, edit, editing and in-shot, like, in one app, you know what I mean? It is, it's not the best. But it works, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, the premise of the show originally started when I was out, uh, it was, I think there was Strawberry Moon out in June or July. And uh, my, my buddy and I were always up super late talking about aliens, spirituality, mathematics, whatever, history, just conspiracy theory stuff. And I just, I just sat sitting there and I'm just like, man, like the amount of conversations that we have and we have all these deep thoughts, I'm like, you know, we, I should start my own podcast. You know what I mean? People want to hear. And then it just it just clicked in my head, Deep Thoughts After Dark. And I was like, wow. I'm like, that's perfect. And I seen the vision. And then I ended up taking a picture of the moon that night. And that's where I got the picture for my logo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I really wanted, I really like it. It's cool that I really liked, I was really excited about having you on because I'm really big on communication as well. The whole point of the show was to bring people to recognize communication, allowing people to talk or allowing having people's opinion. And like you said, like don't be a dick about it, and like mm-hmm. don't just wait for them to talk, uh, finish talking, yeah. so you can talk. You know what I mean? And yeah. Validate other people's opinions, and, and just just listening to people. You know? Yeah, and you don't even have to care what they're saying. Yeah, you know, you know, I do a lot of that where like you don't have to care what your spouse is saying. If you care about your spouse, you'll give her or him the space yeah. to say it. Yeah, and just you know, you're not gonna talk over them and yeah. them and you know, invalidate their opinion. That's right. I don't. I don't care on who's dancing with the stars, but if my wife cares, <laughs> yeah. I'll listen. Hey, he did better than last week. I didn't think he would. Yeah. Do you know how little she cares about slap shots and top corners and instant replays that I play eight times? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it. Who cares? And she puts her head down. I'm like, you're not seeing it. You're not yeah. watching. She doesn't care, but she means she gives you the space. Right? Exactly. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange world we live in right now, especially with like all social media and stuff like that. I think just, that's what makes communication so hard. Yeah. It just, it makes everything just a little harder and more removed and less personal. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a girl in her life, you know, uh, she was in the, she's married now, but she was dating for a while and she got excited. I was like, I met this guy. We've been texting for like eight days straight. It's like nonstop. I'm like, that's cool. And they have like a beer at a restaurant. It's like crickets. And then she gets in the car and he starts texting her nonstop. And I was like, what happened when you were face to face? Right, we didn't talk much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so you need that because people are just so comfortable with, yeah. you know, not being vulnerable and not having uh, to be themselves. They can just hide behind a screen and do yeah. whatever they want. Well, I find like even like I was thinking to myself, I was like, how did I get a hold of people before? Like, how did I? You know what I mean? Like, how did I? How did how I? Many do phone things? numbers do you remember? You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember my house number. That was it. You know, it was crazy. Just thinking about it, it wasn't that long ago that I had a flip phone, and to think that our, our like in a span of like five years, everybody's been buried into their phones and, and yeah. just like not having any sort of communication issue, like uh, communication, like physical communication. I remember going even to college when I took police foundations. You know, I was just like 26, 27 year old like adult, and I'm like just trying to like communicate with the young generation. And it's like, I'll be like, hey, just walking people in the hall. Hey, man, how's it going? 
Yeah. You know, every time. And I was like, man, what is going on? You know, I don't think it's really sad, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I remember my, my buddy was having a party, and I found out about it like three days later. And it's like, oh, you ever had a like, get together? And like, you didn't let me know? He's like, oh, I was on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's fair. I don't, right. I don't have Facebook. <laughs> then, like, so I can't be your friend if I don't have don't Facebook? Have Facebook? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm not going to go out of my way to invite people that are not on Facebook. I'm like, I don't know, but I mean, we had wings. Like three days before your party, yeah. like you could have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Fuck yourself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, yeah, he's a beauty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really strange, you know. And it, it, I like to see that 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 new. Did you watch that new documentary, The Social? Uh, no, I haven't. It's oh on my man, list, it's though. it's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's made me like actually like when I'm on my phone, like oh fuck, put my phone down, yeah. and then I'll go and do like workout or read a book or something instead or cook something. Always funny. She she locks her phone after a certain time, like it just times out. Oh, cool. And then she has to put her password in. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, what is it you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> what are you doing? Just, She's been great at it. But yeah. At the same time, I'm like, it's baby steps, right? It's like with anything, you know. Yeah. It's it's really an addiction, I think. To be honest, it's it's like instant gratification and like like the the uh, like that that Netflix series really says the algorithm is actually so uh, stacked against you. Yeah. On getting you to stay on your on your phone it literally recommends things that like it, the algorithm is so good that it'll recommend things to you and a lot of people think oh it's because they're listening to me no no it's all your like screen time like anytime mm-hmm. you look at something for more than ten, like a, a half a second yeah. they're like oh he likes that okay we're gonna put that in the file so we're gonna okay he likes viking stuff so make sure to pump his yeah, sure. feet with viking stuff you know but they're also finding ways for us to spend more time on our phone while shaming us right there's like yeah you, sh- you should work out more download this app yeah be less on your phone and download the app like, that's kind of <laughs> but the, the apps thing. always suck and then there's like a, a meditation <laughs> app but yeah I want, get off your phone and use your meditation app. yeah like, but you're still on your phone <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's so yeah. yeah. Depend on us. It's like a, the new like government. You know what I mean? Like depend on us. We know mm. the way. We we know what's best for you. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it, it looks like they might be developing, um, adding sorry, uh, phone anxiety to the new DSM as a as an actual disorder. People right. Away from their phone, have an anxiety. And now, does that f- it doesn't fall under an addiction? Am I like, like a dis- th- there, is, there is like a, there is an internet addiction, there is a video game addiction, but right. this would fall more under anxiety about not having the comfort of having your phone. On. So it'd be almost like a separation anxiety, but yeah. more like in a technological. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So have you seen like uh, the laws change a lot in the last few? Because how long have you been in social services? Uh, I've been yeah since two thousand five. Wow. So you've been there for a while. Have you seen a lot of big changes on how people, how the the government's been going about uh, like depression and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, the big push was the anti-stigma stuff for mental health, yeah. mental illness. Uh, so they're really, I don't want to use the word normalizing, but they're they're really making a push to uh, acknowledging mental health right. and not using it as such a, a taboo word. Uh, I'm seeing like an influx of it. Like everybody has some mental health issue yeah. or know somebody who has a mental health issue. Um, as things change a lot, I don't know. Like you're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I think medications changed a lot. Yeah. I think lack of doctors, psychiatrists, and, and, and services um, makes things a little more difficult. Would you like to see things go more into a natural approach? Like being like recommending people get more, obviously, like less scream time go outside more um, obviously like childhood. yeah holistic approaches are great like I never push medication yeah I don't prescribe medication but yeah. I also am not pro or 
con medication. Mm-hmm. I think it's one aspect of it's, a, it's appropriate when it's needed, right? Yeah, I mean exercise, getting your sleep, getting a routine. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients that have no routine are the ones who are struggling the most yeah. with their mental health because they're just always do, on. They're doing. I don't want to say nothing, but they're idle. Yeah. Um, my smokers or my marijuana smokers, if they're not working, they're just puffing all really? day long because they have stimulating that uh, yeah, nowhere to be, nowhere to go. I get clients that get a small job, a couple couple days a week, and they're like, "Well, I got to go to bed because I got to wake up early for work, and then I got to take the bus, so then it cuts down on my smoking. And yeah, I'm not sitting at home for eighteen hours smoking, and so we see that drop. But even like physical activity, huge, yeah. huge yeah. In, in the depression world, right? Yeah, even for myself, like I just started this ten thousand uh, swing kettlebell challenge, yeah, I saw that. and uh, man, it was so brutal and like. To really dig deep down and get through those, like the last like uh, fifty or hundred kettlebell swings, is just brutal. But after it's it's done, man, you just feel so like accomplished. Oh, yeah. You know that you've accomplished something. It only takes twenty three minutes, twenty five minutes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know you get that sense of gratification. You, and know, you get you, the pump for the day. Yeah, because now you're productive and you're feeling good. And yeah. because even on my second day, I had like a headache and I could hear the, I hear the voice. Oh, you got a headache, you know, you might hurt yourself, you know, no, 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 no. So said, easy to listen said, to that. And yeah, and so I said, nope, that. not today, fucker. <laughs> so I ended up doing it and it felt great. My headache went away, yeah. you know. So I, 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 I'm, I'm a big advocate for uh, physical activity, man. It's, oh, it's just so easy for us to give up. Yeah. yeah. You, can yeah. Do, you can do a 30-day challenge and if you give up for two days in a row, you're like, all right, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not back. Well, anymore. you know, and you can fall into that trap, right? Yeah. How many people can say that, I started a challenge and I saw it through. Yeah, you know saw I mean? progress. Yeah, or how many, whether it's physical or mental, or, yeah. or both. Or, or how many you know. books you've read and you only read halfway through. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like uh, distraction is huge in that aspect, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, technology and phones is a, is a big play in that. Yeah. You know, I find even like my kids sometimes like I'll be on my phone and my kids will be like, "Daddy, daddy," and I'm like, "You know, doing promotion for the podcast mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that," and I'm like, "Not right now." And then I like, oh, my dick. Yeah. Put my phone down. What, baby? You know what I mean? Yeah, the difference between being there, like quantity versus quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. My wife's funny because if she's on her phone, my my daughter automatically assumes she's working. Oh, oh really? Mom's working? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing that we're pretty uh, hypervigilant is like we're putting the phones down when she's around. We're putting the tablet down. Even though my wife's like constantly on call on her tablet doing work. Like she yeah. Works, she works pretty ridiculous hours. Eh? But... We're pretty good around uh, around my daughter because I, I just don't want to raise yeah a dick yeah <laughs> you know and yeah just like instant gratification all the time you know what is what well, you're you're setting up you know your best investment is your children right mm-hmm. you know you you want to invest in them in the best way possible and that's like giving them proper nutrition giving them time you know what I mean and obviously not setting them up to fail like to be mm-hmm. a recluse and always on their screen thrive, and stuff like yeah. that yeah exactly i always thought like you become a parent so that you can have a child that's got it better than you yeah and, you know so that they would perpetuate that for future for yeah. your future generations yeah exactly. someone's got to take care of me yeah that's <laughs> i didn't want to say it but someone's gonna have to wipe my ass <laughs> your kid's five my daughter is six and my son is two two okay yeah so i got two children yeah both of them are born in april Oh, my daughter's born in April. Oh, really? She's April what? 11th. My daughter's April 11th. Nice. No way. Yeah, she's going to be five in, in, in April, so she's four right now. Crazy. Yeah, I just started school. She's. Uh, yeah? How's she liking it with the whole pandemic thing? I don't know. She doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Well, like she, she had daycare she before? She had daycare before. So, yeah, it's basically... I find, is it, She's pre-K? Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically just daycare anyways. Yeah. yeah. But more, routine, right? 
Mm-hmm. And she's doing better with routine. She's sleeping, yeah. sleeping like a champ. Yeah, that, right? yeah. Our, my son, he was he was having a hard time with the pandemic. It just for some reason we always had the TV on, and mm-hmm. we found a regression in his like speech and stuff huge like regression that. at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, huge regression. Even yeah. my daughter, you know what I mean? She was doing she was doing really well. We were trying to really focus on because she has kind of a sort of a speech problem. Uh, and she was doing really well, and then the pandemic hit, and it was just like out the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we tried; we kept her busy with puzzles, yeah. and read to her, and there's stuff so like that. But there's exactly you yeah. know what I mean, and it's so easy for just to turn the TV on because we had to go to work and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to go to work. Actually, I went to work. My my wife didn't. We were both working from home with a four year old. And again, it's like they're watching you on your. So why yeah. why can't they right? Yeah. She would sit down next to me with like a fake computer. She's like I'm working. <laughs> oh, that's so. And sweet. then she'd ask me like a million questions. I'm like, no, at my work I can't answer a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's not what it is. But yeah, there was a, I talked to a, a couple different uh, parents with young ones. Big regression during the, yeah you know, the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. So me and my wife we decided okay that's it no more TV, mm-hmm. and uh, within a week we saw a huge Big jump difference. in my son, my daughter. Uh, she started coming uh, uh, week on week off uh, with her, with her mother and I. Yep. So we've seen a big jump in that, and uh, yeah, man, it was it's been crazy times, and you gotta really you gotta really adapt to the change, right? And you're probably gonna see a lot more people working from home until oh, this whole thing. I think we're heading back. Yeah, um, the way it's looking right why now. Why would businesses want to invest in all these uh, building units to make people go all the way there when mm-hmm. literally the production could be literally. Here, eight o'clock start. You yeah. can roll out of bed and basically to start work from there. Yeah, there's gonna. I think we're gonna see a lot less paying for physical space, um, especially if, with bigger companies. There's no reason to, to pay for that that space when you can work from home. Yeah. I also think that we're heading back to lockdown. Yeah. Soonish. You think so? Just the way it's it's looking right now because the numbers aren't great. Yeah. Well, I know Doug said he was like, ah, I don't really want to shut it down. He's like, oh, let's show me the proof that it's going to get. Uh, it's money, right? Well, now. he doesn't want how many how many businesses forty six uh, fifty six thousand businesses went out of business in Canada. I believe it. Yeah. The mom That's, and pop stores. I mean, they can't done, survive that. You know, and they're going to have to look at you know what is it, you know limiting hours at Walmart so that other small businesses can thrive, you know what I mean? Or not shut down small yeah. businesses. And I'm guilty. Like, I'm shopping off Amazon. Yeah, yeah. sitting at home. I'm like, I shouldn't, yeah. but, yeah. I mean, it's... I try. I try yeah. my really hardest, you know... If I can find it locally, I'm going to try to get it locally, but... Yeah. I'm a big fan of, like, good service. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll actually pay more if the service is great. But yeah. If you fuck me, I'm going somewhere yeah, yeah. else. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. It's so big. Yeah. You know I can get this so much cheaper yeah. here. The reason why I come here is for the service. Yeah. So if I'm not getting the service, I'm out. See you yeah. later, man. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of people don't get that, you know. You know, so especially I worked in the service industry for so mm-hmm. long. I thrived myself on trying to give people the best experience ever so mm-hmm. that they come back and it's gratifying, you know what yeah. I mean? And you build a relationship with your community and uh and I'm not entitled to the point. Like you don't have to kiss my ass, but I mean, just give me great service. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll st- you'll have a customer. And for keep life. my water glass full. <laughs> <laughs> Peasant. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a dick move. That's a dick. <laughs> but know your audience, right? Mm. <laughs> Rule number two. Uh, when we were in uh, Dominican, we were offered one of those sit like timeshares that you just sit down and we'll talk to you for half an hour or whatever, this guy kept running and giving me a beer every 12 seconds. Really? I eh? felt like such an entitled, <laughs> privileged dick. That's what we were doing in the privilege club. I'm like, my privilege is showing. Give me a beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I walked out of there feeling so shameful, but I'm like, ah, there's no other way of doing it. Yeah. If you're going to go all inclusive, yeah. you, know, you got to go. It's a, it's a fine line because, you know, like, 
a lot, you know, people will say, well, it's a form of slavery. But the thing is, at the same time, like, they don't have any other economy. They you know thrive I mean? on tourism. So, really, in reality, by not, you know, you're basically dooming them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until they change their economy up, they can't really do anything else, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I and mean, a lot of those guys love doing it. And they're great at it. Yeah, we, we've had some great conversations with some people. I don't feel like they were, you know, feeding into the propaganda and, and, and felt like they were BSing us, but... I mean, there's some countries I would never go for that reason, but yeah. I didn't feel like Mexico or, or Dominican. I was, I didn't feel like I was directly contributing to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like if you, a lot, I we just me and my wife just went to Dominican for our honeymoon, and I was like, it was so different compared to the last time. Like, oh, it yeah. has developed so much, oh, yeah. and even in the span of five years since I've been there, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, everyone's basically got cars. Everyone's got cell phones. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, where'd you guys go? Uh, we went to Lope San. It's like this five star resort, all inclusive that they just uh, they just built. What was that? It's like, it was in Putacana, yeah, yeah. and it's uh, Lope San. Lope San. Did you get confused for an American? No, no, that's good. No, <laughs> no, Dominicans. I find uh, they just know you're. They just assume they, they you're just Canadian, know. Canadian or Russian. Oh, yeah. yeah there, was, there was a lot of Russians we were there too. Czech and Russian. Yeah. Yeah. M- me and my wife, the we got uh, sidetracked the first time we went to Cuba, and we went to this uh, hotel because our airplane wasn't ready to go because there was a problem. And there was Russians everywhere, man. Really? And maybe they should read your book. Because honestly, dude, <laughs> I don't mean offense to Russian people, but they're fucking dicks, man. I would love to get my book on audio by <laughs> a Russian guy. <laughs> Just awesome. sipping vodka in yeah. between negative yeah, sentences, you know? Yeah. If I can get an American, it would be Christopher Walken. But if I can get anything else, it would be Russian. I don't be a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we went to Mexico, and as soon as we got out, the guy goes, American? And I said, no, Canadian. He's like, hey! <laughs> like, Punta right. Canada! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought us right yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Mama Wanda? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was brutal. Yeah, we had that in Dominican. Yeah. They think it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Well, it's, it's again, it's an economy for them, right? So they oh, kind of yeah. push it, and they're like, oh, that's going to make you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not, not too much. You might knock up your that's wife. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> don't my need any more kids. My wife was gagging when she was freaking. <laughs> she hated it. Really, eh? Oh, yeah. That, well, I mean, it couldn't be worse than the, the tequila in Mexico. She doesn't oh. do tequila, and we had, like, seven shots like between, like, airport and checking in. <laughs> That's another thing that you're not going to see for a while is, you know, Canadians going down south. Yeah. Well, I know that Europe is open, but uh, fuck, it'd be too expensive even right now to go. Yeah. Euro's just way through the roof. It's too bad, too, because we were hoping to go down, hopefully, in January, before the, uh, after every, after Christmas or something, but it doesn't look like any, any of that's going to happen anytime soon. We had all our accommodations in June for um, New Orleans for my 40th birthday, so that got shut down. Oh, man, New Orleans. Yeah. I would love to go to New Orleans. And then we were thinking Ireland, I think, this year. That's not going to happen. No, eh? Yeah. Why, are they still locked down, like, for international travel, or? I don't know, but... Yeah. We'll find out what happens before Thanksgiving. I think uh, I think the, the, this part of the province will shut down for a bit. You think so? Because like, Ottawa, all the cases uh, close Ottawa, to Quebec. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so crazy. Like I, I just think of like a metropolis like Toronto. You know, I thought there would be way more cases in Toronto than in Quebec. Oh, it's Thunderdome over there. Yeah, in Quebec, <laughs> it's like no rules. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, did you see like they had a protest of like ten thousand people? 
How many, for, how many people had masks? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think any of them did. Nobody had masks. You know, and they're like, there's like, it's so funny. Like they're Canadian. They're 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 yelling for Trump. You know what I mean? I just. Yeah, I don't know if they're Canadian, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are are Quebecers Canadian? <laughs> they, it depends on who you're talking. Yeah. To. <laughs> I, I worked in Montreal for a bit, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we're we're Quebecers." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but yeah. still under Canada." Yeah, they have a, that's a hard pill to swallow for them, you know. So I just don't want to lose their identity and their culture. Yeah, I, mean, I get that. It's a French Canadian. I get. Yeah. it. I mean, I, I believe in keeping my culture, but at the same time, I'm not denying my roots and who I am. Yeah. You know, collectively be you know coming together. You know what I mean. Yeah. I think there's a real problem now with like the West, kind of like there's like a there's a big like <laughs> separation with the West, and I just if there's a province that could separate. It's not Quebec. It would be like BC. Well, they could afford to really. Eh? <laughs> I think so. You think so? Alberta used to want Alberta to, too. Yeah. Alberta wanted to leave. I think them and Manitoba. It's Manitoba right after Saskatchewan. Eh? I think them two were actually there was like a Wexic that was going to happen, and they were going to leave. But I think uh, the party leaders Stephen Harper actually when he formed the new Conservative Party, he mm-hmm. like basically pushed against it, and then his his uh, Conservatives ended up winning the election and changing the tides. It was really close, man. A lot of people take for granted because it's so far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? People tend to forget about uh, Alberta, but you know, they were <laughs> they were the lifeline for Canada for many, many oh, years. I don't I don't doubt that they still are, you know. I just wish that we, they would adapt. You know what I mean? And not stick their head in the sand and try and stay, you know what I mean, in the same mindset of fossil fuel and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. There's other there's other other avenues they can go with. Obviously, you know, the world is changing and try and change with yeah. it, you know? Oh, I, yeah, exactly. I don't know how long that's going to be sustainable. No. You know, it is for now. And yeah. It will be for a while, but yeah, what's the next thing? Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, the problem was is that, you know, with the restrictions in, in Canada, you know, Russia and, and the states basically created this giant oil reserve for themselves. Mm-hmm. So basically cutting us out, right? So even yeah. if we did decide to pump all our money into oil, it would be cheaper for us, but it would cost us so much money to, for infrastructure that you know it wouldn't even it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be worth it, you know. Yeah. So. And I think we're going away from the uh, yeah. gas guzzling. Uh, yeah. You know, big vehicles and and all that stuff. So. Uh, I'd love to see more into uh, geothermal. To be honest. Yeah. Have you ever looked into geothermal at all? No, I mean I hear it. I know of it, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I was watching it uh, down to earth on uh, Netflix last night, and it's basically it's a cool process. They actually any CO two that's pumped up from the steam from the from the uh, the geyser underneath, they basically pump back into the rock, and it actually forms more rocks. Hmm. So it does. There's like zero percent uh, emissions in geothermal, hmm. like zero, like none. There's literally no emissions whatsoever. I do feelings. I don't do science. Oh, my. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and poorly. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's a strange world. I, be, I, I like to stay positive in these times because I think a lot of things... Oh, there's so much negativity right yeah, now. Yeah. Black know? Lives Matter. There's the yeah. COVID. There's Trump, whatever he's up to right <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> it's like a friggin' sitcom down there, oh, you know? Goodness, and yeah. I just really wish Canada would take a step back. And I really would implore that any news outlets in Canada to stop focusing on American politics oh and start focusing on what problems we have in this mm-hmm. country. Stay you know? local. Stay in your backyard. You know I mean? Yeah. There's no reason for us to go the look o- down there. The opioid, uh, you know, the suicide rates that have been going up. Where's all that? You know what I mean? Why isn't that on the news? Why, why aren't we talking about indigenous problems? What about the clean water? I'm glad you, you bring indigenous. I mean, I, 
I'm not against Black Lives Matters by any yeah. stretch. You know, uh, you know, it happens even locally. But I mean, in Canada, nothing compared to the indigenous yeah. genocide. That I would love to see more of a push. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's right in our backyard. We act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know. And I uh, and I was you know the the promise that uh, Justin made about the clean water. I would like to see yeah that line. You know what I mean? I understand COVID's like their main concern right now, but mm-hmm. we we gotta we gotta start t- tackling other things because we're just gonna see more suicides. We're just mm-hmm. gonna see more issues starting to rising. And I feel like we're because of the pandemic, we're just idle. Yeah, the country's just you know, Which, trying to survive. It's not moving forward. It's, I feel like it's almost like, not this, I'm not downplaying it, but I almost feel like it's an excuse for these guys to like so not have to, not have to worry about I don't have to honor my plateau. I don't yeah. have to do anything. COVID. Yeah, COVID. It's you just, know what I mean? It's, it's a catchphrase for every, everything that went wrong. It's just such a cop out. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd like to see, uh, I would have liked to have seen an election happen in November. Yeah. And did Trudeau do enough during COVID to win another, another round? Well, people like the free money, but it wasn't really free. People like the weed. Yeah, that too. That was too. <laughs> but it's already there. Yeah. You know, you're not going to... I don't think the next person in charge is going to take they it can't. away. They can't. The amount of infrastructure the, and the amount of money. revenue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And I mean, even the, the green options on going with marijuana, you know what I mean? With all the excess uh, weed, uh, like all the weed that they're growing, you know, the amount of po- like paper and uh, textiles they can make with all the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the fibers and stuff like that. It's really crazy because you can grow a crop of weed faster than you can grow an anchor of trees. You know what I mean? And it requires you know what I mean? It requires less water and less time. I just had a vision of my buddy's backyard. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, you can. He's, got, he's got four Christmas on, trees let's, right let's, now. Let's grow more than four, right? It's, a ten nope, it's, that, it's funny because he sent us a picture and my buddy's a cop. He's like, hey, is there more than four in there? Um, he's like, no, there's four. Relax. There's four, don't worry. I had a fifth, uh, but it died. Yeah. This fifth was at my house. Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I just I'd like to see you know like more greener options, and I'd like to see taking this time to start pushing more positive things that the government's working on. You know yeah. what I mean? I just, and focus on positive. Yeah, because all we're getting is negative. Yeah, we're getting tons of negative. Like the news is negative. My clients are the clients that are not doing well right now are the ones that get sucked in the rabbit hole of like social TV. media, TV, yeah. the news. I don't know how many people who are like, oh my god, Trump this, Trump that. I'm like, who cares? It doesn't involve you. The it, borders closed. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Like, why Why do you care about you know, Captain Dorito over there. Like, leave <laughs> Captain it, Dorito. Leave it like, oh my God, that is amazing, <laughs> Captain Dorito. Sorry. But there's nothing that he can do right now that's really going to affect us. Yeah, I mean, he already did the tariff thing, so yeah, okay. he already fucked uh, the milk or milkers. In yeah, that exactly. Respect, like, but I just think that we're focused, and it's it's funny how many people are so more ed- like so much more educated on American politics than yeah. Canadian politics. Yeah. Like, did you read? The, did you look at the debate? Yeah. Did you vote last year? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what is it you're doing? If you love America so much, why don't you yeah. go live there, you know? Yeah, like, as people, the amount of people that, that watch the debates and know about Trump, I'm like, did you vote provincially? Did you vote yeah. locally? Did you vote yeah. nationally? Like, Do you even bother to follow any of your constituents and see what their message is about? Yeah. If you have an issue about something, instead of bitching about it on Facebook, why don't you write them a letter? Yeah. Or get a petition together with all your friends on Facebook or that like to bitch about it. Or vote. Yeah, that too. Vote's a huge one. Yeah. yeah. I talk to like my mother and people her age I'm like you guys vote blue you vote red you have no clue why yeah. you've been doing it forever mom and dad been doing it before that yeah do you know what you're voting for 
Now, I don't like to get into political debates. My buddy Smalls, he's a, he's a cop, and he's so blue. It's unreal. Really? And we, we have a couple debates here and there. I'm like, listen, we've been friends for like over a decade. We've never talked politics. There's no reason for us to talk to Just about start it now. now, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, but the, I'm like, yeah, I get where you're voting. You're yeah. a cop. You work for the military. You're going to go blue because that's where money goes. That's yeah. where, you know, infrastructure goes. I got to go orange because I, I work in social, you know, the social field, and I want, you know, resources. I want to get paid yeah. I want you know yeah. change so I gotta I mean I'm never gonna feel bad for who you're voting for because you're making an informed decision yeah as opposed to the people who are like well my dad voted blue so I'm gonna vote blue yeah I'd rather you say hey I wanna get paid more I wanna get more yeah and I don't care about your liberal agenda I'm like alright I have respect for that you did your homework yeah cause you know? I mean you're, you're not gonna change anybody's opinion no. right you know and no. I think that's that's, a, the, that's what I told him yeah so there's nothing you're gonna tell me that I'm gonna t- walk away and be like you know what that makes a good idea yeah. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go vote liberal yeah, yeah. or conservative or whatever yeah. <laughs> What are we doing here? Yeah, it's just, you know, and, and that it goes in again, like, it's it's like this whole social media is like, it's almost like changing our dynamics of our personal relations with people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, this tribalism of, like, it has to be blue or it has to be red, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where's the middle party? Where's yeah. the one that's directly in the middle that yeah. just does the right things for, you know what I mean? The right reasons. Yeah, and doesn't <laughs> cater to yeah, one yeah. side or cater to the other, you know what because I mean? Because if they want our vote, and I'm talking about, like, I'm 40 now, like, 42, like, 20 that's the middle ground. Yeah. You know, that's, we're not going, you know, red or blue unless we have a specific reason, like work wise or, or, or not. But we're the middle ground. We're the gray. It's not black and white anymore. Yeah. You know, so I just, I don't, I can't find myself to adapt a left or right mentality. I just think it's very unproductive and it's no. not who I am. I've never been that way. And I just think it's very, like you said, it's like, you almost like you're stuck in like this time loop of like mm-hmm. in the past. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I don't understand where, like, obviously as, as humans we're just very tribal and it's like the politics that they play are, are just, it, it just hits the human spirit so hard sometimes and like they yeah. throw like these big problems at us that aren't really even big problems in the begin with, you know what it I mean? It may not even involve you. Yeah, it you doesn't, yeah. but all of a sudden, you know what I mean, it got me talking about it and I'm supposed to care about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, it's funny. I talk politics with my brother because he has such a well, like, rounded opinion, although he's more of a capitalistic, like, for his work he's more capitalistic but I'll have a conversation with him and he's like the most informed person in my social circle about about politics and he just makes sense but he knows at the end of the day I'm not jumping on his, on yeah. his bandwagon yeah but all too often people are voting and they have no clue yeah why they're voting I bet you my mom I could ask my mom right now I'd be like why are you voting liberal she would be like Dad did. Yeah, that's not because because we have an actor for a prime minister and he talks very well and I really like how he talks. But he could be anybody. Yeah, it could be a guy, a girl, it could yeah. be a homosexual, it could be a black man, it could be an indigenous man. It wouldn't matter. She's yeah. like, no, he's we're voting red. Wow, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just, that tribal it's ingrained. Is what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, mom and dad voted for that for yeah. for liberals. So I'm gonna, but dad, I think he campaigned for the he was a campaign manager for for somebody so she's like we're always liberal yeah but you don't know how that benefits you yeah I see that a lot a lot of that on American television any sort of like black culture shows yeah. it's like they're trying to like brainwash into uh, these like people fit in this category we yeah. vote democrat and you never yeah. vote republican, republican and stuff like yeah. that and I find that's I think that's totalitarianism. You know what I mean? That's it's mm-hmm. basically dictatorship like you basically say no this is how you have to vote you mm-hmm. can't think for yourself and this is this is the lemmings. way we've done it. You know Just I mean? lemmings. Yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah, it's strange times, but you know, there's there's been a lot of change, and I really like a lot. Like we were, I wanted to get back into like the negativity of COVID, but you're actually seeing some positive change in people. It's allowing people to, you know, obviously there's been some tragedies with suicide and stuff like that, yep. but there's also been a lot of positive change of remembering what's important. You know, like being with your family and you know maybe monitoring what you eat, getting more mm. activity, doing things that maybe you haven't been doing. You know what I mean? And and start doing them you know yeah. what I i'm mean? seeing more community growth yeah i'm seeing more like people being neighbors and yeah people being like nice supporting local yeah and, and something that i've never seen before uh that i thought was kind of great i mean i live in williamstown it's such a small town but we have it was it's such a great town i've been there for 10 years and i finally feel like this is my town yeah based on covid lockdown really <laughs> just because everybody's just forced to yeah yeah and, and you just you're seeing everybody and everybody's doing the best they can to make everything better yeah my daughter turned four during the lockdown as your kids yeah got yeah their birthday, right? it was a sad day that day and like we had like the gymnastic club and we had a big party but everything was shut down yeah and then, like we decided to do like a treasure hunt and like our neighbors like had like hot spots in their in their backyard so she's going from like one neighbor to another like a whole treasure hunt like dora the explorer with the oh, magnifying that's amazing, glass dude. And like everybody just pulled together that's and, amazing you know there's a there's a farm up the hill they were they were going with their horses one day and i said oh you make my daughter's day she's at home all day and she sees the horses and she waves and yeah like, well that's cute she, how old is she i'm like oh she's gonna be four the next week she goes does she want to go for a horseback ride <laughs> and i'm like uh yeah, yeah. She <laughs> loves horses yeah so on her birthday they dressed up all their horses i don't even know her name like i don't even know this person yeah they showed up with her three daughters pure kindness all the horses were dressed up and they're like do you mind if i bring her around the block and i'm like yeah yeah so the first time we went around the block with them just walking yeah and she goes we're gonna take her for another lap and lap like just sit down my wife and i are crank like grab a beer <laughs> sat down like like this, that's, I'm the best dad ever. Yeah, I'm <laughs> crushing it. <laughs> but sense of community was yeah. huge. You know, all my neighbors, they just, they just, they're great. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, prior to COVID, they were great, but yeah, know, yeah. COVID, but it's, it's really forced everyone to kind of come together. Yeah. Yeah. And think locally. Yeah. Right? Which we don't. Seem yeah. To. I mean, I lived in Montreal. I lived in Ottawa. Like, you don't know your neighbors. You, your neighbors don't care. And. Sure as hell can't knock on the door and be like, hey, can I get a cup of sugar? Yeah. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're in a, such a small community and it's great. So, yeah. You know, that's the positive of COVID right now. Yeah. And that's what I'm really trying to focus on. Obviously, there is yeah. a lot of negativity, but uh, it's, a, it's not really us that are going to be so much affected. It's our kids. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm trying to be as positive and yeah. uplifting as I can for my kids. Because they, they sense it, they feel it. Yeah. You know, I know that for a while, me and my wife were kind of affected by it. We were like, oh, we're, just, we're about to buy a house. Like, we bought this house during COVID. So we're like... So many houses turn hands during COVID. My yeah. Neighbor, my neighbors just bought their house. Like, we, we bought this right before, like, we sealed the deal right before COVID. Like, we thought COVID was only going to be yeah. for a month at that time. And then we bought the house and then the market just exploded. Everything went up you like 20% or yeah. 10% or whatever Everything's it was. Everything's 30% over, over market value, but their houses are selling like hotcakes. I know. Yeah, I don't get it. All that Serb money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we finally have an income. <laughs> we, just, we just got neighbors that moved uh, next door last week. Like yeah, the house was on the market for maybe eleven days. Like wow. This. Yeah. Yeah. When we were on our honeymoon, we sold our first house. And we sold it the first day we were there. We went literally went to go eat supper. That's how you go big. Yeah, yeah. and then we're like, we're in like a five star resort. Yeah. We just sold our house. Just got married. And, yeah. You know, I'm like. 
babe, we're, we're it. We're yeah. like, we're, we're like in the top 2% now. Yeah. You know? We were <laughs> going big, not. now we're going huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the lobster, tomahawk yeah. steaks, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then it all went downhill. <laughs> COVID. COVID, yeah. man. Yeah. No, it's weird how the houses are, are above market. Like my brother-in-law bought a house too during COVID. Like everything's above market, but they're still selling. Yeah. Real estate agents must be just crushing it. Yeah, my buddy's in real estate. And I was like, man, it's been slow. He's like, no, man. He's like, I've been weird. freaking working. He's like, I even got real estate in Ottawa now and stuff like that. I'm trying to branch out. I'm like, fuck, man, that's awesome, dude. Cool, because I'm working for my lazy boy in my pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> I am not crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're crushing cans, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. I'm crushing the shower every three days. But, you know? <laughs> well, they say not to wash your hair every day. Well, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool man well Jason thank you so much for coming on the show dude it was a pleasure having you on and if you guys want to check out Jason's book you can get it on I think you can get it on Google Books can't you uh, nope, I don't no, think so. Because I, I went on Google Books and it was there. Well, the me. ebook. <laughs> uh, Amazon has no more ebooks, but they had a bunch. Okay. Uh, they replenish books constantly, so you can get Amazon, but there's fuck. Uh, you can DM me directly on my Instagram if you want. It's like don't don't underscore b underscore a underscore dick underscore jm <laughs> uh you could also find it at flowers cornwall uh yeah just reach out you, we can get you a book uh, no shipping no handling no exchange all that stuff so perfect well again jason thanks for coming on the show man no, it's been a pleasure me. man and yeah. uh all the best cool thanks thanks guys mm-hmm.